0: Welcome, everyone.
1: Hello there.
0: Hey, this is Father, Son, Galaxy. Thanks for joining us once again.
1: Today, we're going to be reviewing the Marvels, but it's not just going to be us. Our special guest today is none other than Jared Skins, MBA, a finance professional, former college football player, and true connoisseur of Star Wars, Marvel, D.C., and anime. I met Jared back in the summer of 2022 when he was a summer camp director at my camp. Jared and I shared some unforgettable moments like movie nights with him and my dad and visiting him at Misericordia University for game days. Jared, welcome back.
0: Welcome back, Jared
1: For the second time.
2: It is good to be here. I am glad to be a recurring guest. It's awesome to see you guys. I'm excited to get into it. Oh, man. That's, We've had that's... you
1: three times on the show now. Is it three? Wow. Yeah, Is it three? Interview, and then we did the Flash show, and now this.
2: Okay, so, yeah. I was in a feature. I was in yeah, a feature right, for the yes, Flash. Right, that, yeah, the
1: right. Flash movie review featuring yeah, it. here. It was,
2: yeah. our, it was our Father yeah. Son yeah. Galaxy DC spinoff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, man, the Flash. All right, we're not going to talk about the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> that that was Flash
1: quite the experience. Nice
0: but, uh, Halloween costume, though. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, I just uh, want to let people know if you have not seen Jared Skiz, we interviewed him about over a year ago in regards to Star Wars in our community. That was a series that we were uh, doing last year. We, we stopped a little bit, but we're going to pick it up again. So, we were so happy to have Jared on. He's a graduate of Misacordia University. Misericordia um, so is great. Yeah. It's got it a
1: Chick fil A. That's yes. all I really care about.
0: Yes. And it's a great campus, a great football team. Yeah. We love it. We love your coach. Good people. So, yep. Yeah.
2: Shout out the Cougars. Shout out Coach Davis. There you go. Yeah. There you love go. Yeah. yeah. So thanks again.
0: So we did go and see the Marvels, right? This past weekend. Um, let's get started. You know, this is a spoiler review, so hopefully you've seen it by now. If not, you know, you can Watch the movie, then come back and listen to us, or watch us talk about it. But we're going to spoil it, all right. Everything Nichols. is, is it's on the table.
1: Like all we, right? Looks like we got a uh, so, so, something's wrong with the uh, stream. All right. What do you have? That's sp- a, it was just, it was just like some Twitch bot or something. Okay.
0: Like- I, I yeah, I think everyone is still there. Should we keep going? Yeah, still here. Okay. Can everyone still hear us? Okay. All right. Alex says, "Glad to hear that." going to be rad all right
1: that's really random
0: okay 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 let's go the marvels all right so we've seen it let's talk about jared we're going to start with you first just talk about your overall thoughts of the film what did you what did you like about the film how did you what would you would you think just tell us you know how do you so about i
2: guess yeah broad strokes like overall Um, I really, like, was impressed by it. I did not go in with, like, high expectations. But then once I, like, finally sat down for the movie, it was very, like, fast-paced. And, like, I think, like, in some Marvel movies that might not work. But I think in this movie it did work because it just, like, kept the movie going. Like, it wasn't one of those movies where I was looking down at my watch. Like, I think it ended up doing it justice. Like, the fact that like things were just happening and like the action sequences, like, especially like fast paced, like some of the best action in my opinion that we've seen, like in the, at least like beginning middle. Um And like, like I said, like, I, I thought the fast pace did it justice. I liked the, uh, the musical sequence. Like I've kind of like watched a few videos where people weren't a huge fan of that. I thought it was neat. I thought it was like, you know, it kind of gave me like star Wars vibes, like, like, it just yeah. kind of incorporating that i thought it was fun um but yeah the, the action scenes were great uh i thought i don't like that you know the villain i forget the villain's name uh, but she like re- yeah her she like, like ha- the she was Star
1: Man in the marvel universe
2: yeah <laughs> i thought the the, the motive
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i thought the motivation of her was interesting You know, I really like the theme of imperialism, like, going planet to planet and just taking, like, certain resources to rebuild theirs. I thought that was cool. Um, I don't like, like, that she was a one-off villain. Like, I know Marvel movies, like, can have contained stories. They're almost like comic books. But, like, I don't always love the one-off villain. And I feel like... But I also don't like when they stretch people, like too long and they're really not that interesting so there's like yeah. a interesting medium you gotta find with that
1: you know but uh a few villains that actually were good and came back like thanos or loki you know they're great yeah. villains and we all love them
2: yeah agreed yeah but then there's some like uh that i can't necessarily think of they usually do pan out but like i said um i like the movie. I thought it was uh, better than what I expected. I'd probably give it like somewhere between a seven and eight. Um, but I-, I did think it was much better than the original Captain Marvel. Um, I love the dynamic between the three actresses. Um, and yeah, I think there's more to discuss, but I think that's my general you know opinion about it
1: yeah Narvan was actually a pretty good villain, and I like you said, I liked her motive, like she was trying to save her planet, but she did it by any means necessary, even by conquering other worlds so
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. did you have any other thoughts yeah. about by the
1: overall? way since i uh, I aspire to be a member of team theorist hashtag Matt pat, please notice me um <laughs> I I started designating some of the stuff we saw in the movie uh with my with my own world numbers because that's just a theory anyway. You know uh you know how Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel and uh, Monica were were like teleporting and fighting. I'm going to call that blip combat, because it's so it's so cool to say. Yeah, you got know, to trademark that. that. Yeah. I I I should trademark that. So yeah, when they were doing the blip combat at the beginning sequence and fighting the Kree in uh, Kamala's home, and then fighting the Kree on the spaceship Captain Marvel was at, and fighting the Kree in space, that was awesome.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and like one thing I didn't love is how they handled the switching. I get. I suppose they did like eventually explain it, but like I, it felt very inconsistent at times. Like it almost felt like I like. Personally, as good as the action was, I think there definitely was an opportunity there to just be like, punch, disappear, punch, disappear, punch, disappear. And I think if you would have did that just a few times where it's just like instant contact and then like an actor switches, I just felt like maybe I'm nitpicking. I'm like, I'm definitely nitpicking, but I thought that could have been like a very cool sequence. And like, because of how they did the switching, it felt like, it kind of slowed down the action as fast as it was, if, if that makes sense.
1: Yes. Now, I have two things I'd like to point out. One, what happened to Gaia? Because she, she has light-based powers too, right? So even when like, Kamala and Monica weren't actively using their light-based powers, they were still getting teleported when Captain Marvel was using them. So mm. how'd she not get caught up in this trio? Because she has the same power set as Captain Marvel. Maybe it's because they don't want to have the exact same power set copied twice.
0: Now remind everyone who Gaia is.
1: Yeah, so Gaia yeah. was um, Talos' his daughter in Secret Invasion, right? Played and by... Amelia Clark, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. and she got powers at the end of the season because they felt like it.
0: Okay. What? So, Yeah. All right. Okay. So. Well, all right. So you, I you... had a second
1: thing. Oh, I, I'm sorry. You did have no, a second no, no. Thing. no right. I, I forgot it. But um,
0: okay. You know, so in, come back in, oh yeah, that was three great. things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I think I would have liked it if Darben came with her own set of powers. Like if she used the quantum band a little bit more to like shoot energy blasts or something, or make energy shields the same way Kamala uses it. That would be cool. And thirdly, remember when uh, Darben took the uh, the the second quantum band from Kamala and then went off into space. And the bands were floating in space. How was Miss Marvel using her powers then? And how did Monica fly? Like she, she actively told Kamala earlier in the movie that she couldn't fly.
2: But hmm. no, there was a scene with her flying. She, she flew. Yeah, exactly. She flew from the uh, the. Uh, Miss Marvel's house. Right, to, well, to no, say I'm that. saying on Earth when Kamala. she saved Kamala. Yeah, Kamala was free falling, right? Yeah, but yeah. she
1: said she could fly, but she did fly. I but she did fly. fly. She, she kind of yeah. faltered there, but uh. No, you know, yeah,
2: I'm, I think I think Kerwin's right. I think it was like she yeah. like yeah. Did, she just like wasn't confident and she didn't, and she didn't practice. Yeah. 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 Exactly. The, the adrenaline probably got her flying, you know, in space. Like, she was like, I got to save everybody. Right.
1: How did Kamala use her, her her scooping hand to bring them back if she didn't have the band on? Like, does she get powers from the band, or does she have powers and the band activated them? All right. And also, well, how'd the other band end up in space?
0: All right, well, let's talk about this a little bit more. We're going to stop for Q&A to see who's here. Welcome, everyone who's watching us on the live stream. And if you're watching us on Instagram, thank you. Welcome. We have Alex. Alex says, great points about inconsistencies. There were times in which I thought they were switched, but they didn't. I didn't think about Gaia, but yeah, I'm too surprised she didn't appear in the switch. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good point. Okay. All right. And then But the list, uh, I think
1: it was just because they couldn't yeah. have two characters in the same movie with the same power set, and we already had three main characters, each with their own uh, with their own storylines to explore. So it would have mm-hmm. been a bit chaotic to throw Gaia in there.
0: Now, now that you mention it, wasn't there a rumor that Gaia was going to be the villain in the Marvels, or was that for another movie? I, you know. Know you hear I highly doubt that okay. she'll be the villain. Well, I mean, she's not ever. Well, no, okay, yeah, all right.
1: It, it just help Nick Fury to. To That's a good point. Right. Like, yeah,
0: that'd
1: be a that'd be a Wanda Maximoff slap in the face, you know.
0: Okay.
2: Like,
1: yeah, we we finished that character arc, but we're gonna bring her back to be another I, villain. I
2: after Kerwin gives his thoughts about the movie too. I do want to wrap around to Nick Fury because I, I want to talk about that too.
1: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Jake.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, so Jerry, you mentioned about the the time of the movie. So it was like an hour and forty minutes. I thought it went a little too fast. Right. Because I was like you. I went in with no expectations, but I was not ready for them to connect this movie with Captain Marvel, the first movie. For some reason, you know, based on what I saw in the trailer, I thought this is going to be a completely different movie separate from what happened in Captain Marvel. It's technically yet- an
1: installment of the Captain Marvel series. And yeah. Marvel's not one to make two movies and then let that sit and simmer. So we'll probably be getting a third Captain Marvel movie.
0: Yeah, well, Let's- I was very surprised that they was continue to bring in this Cree and, and, and Scroll story back because we've seen it already in Captain Marvel we saw it in Secret Invasion
1: which was literally this year.
0: Yeah, so I, I was just surprised that they were bringing that storyline back. So that's why I think where I got lost cuz the first the first act in the movie felt like the final act. Like there was something like there were two stories going on and this, you know, Carol. Well, uh, the
1: Kree were negotiating peace treaties with the Skrulls, and that fell through because when the Marvels showed up on their world, the Kree thought they were uh, committing treason and trying to take them out and sick the annihilator on them. So they burned the Skrulls' world to the ground.
0: So, okay. So from what I understand is I, I wrote this down. So Carol destroys the Supreme Intelligence, right? Yeah. Okay. That was last The rule of the Kree, right. So that was a Captain Marvel. So And, and Darbyn
1: tried to stop her. Right. But uh, she got knocked out by some rubble. It's it's kind of like the uh the 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 what?
0: Shutter so and payoff.
1: Nah, I was like, uh, remember the main villain from Indiana Jones? Which one? Uh,
0: the uh the the, the
1: dial the,
0: of destiny.
1: Yeah, Dial of Destiny. Okay, I don't, the main yeah. villain. Yeah, uh, played by.
0: Mads Mickelson, yeah, yeah I remember Go ahead. Mads mm-hmm.
1: Mendelson villain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember when he got absolutely bonked by that by that platform on a train? Yes. And just bounced back with right. no scars or injuries well, whatsoever. Right. I mean, that was surprising. But it feels a bit like the same thing with Darben. I mean, how'd she get hit with rubble and then survive to get revenge? I mean, it would have made more sense if Captain Marvel just, you know, power blasted her back.
0: Okay, well, let me get back to the the Kree story. So, so Darban is now the leader of the Kree, right? And then after the destruction of the, you know, the Supreme the way, Intelligence,
1: she mentions Rodan. Indirectly, she mentions Roden. Right. So, which su- was uh, the villain of Guardians One, and she has his hammer.
0: Yeah, understood. All right. So, staff. right. Okay. So, the Supreme Intelligence. So, Carol destroys that. Um, and also, uh, there's a civil war going on on the Cree planet, and then they accuse Carol as being the annihilator. And I didn't know what that meant, but you know, I had to look it up after I saw the movie. Because she and destroyed then, their
1: planet. Yes,
0: right. <clears throat> and the home world of Hella, and the planet you uh, loses air, water, and the sun. Yeah, Hala right? got Hella. Okay. Yeah. So, so well. right. So Darban's. Yeah, a different
1: character. It's kind of funny because there's two rodents and then there's a hella and a Hala.
0: Yeah. So the Hello Hala. So, so um, Darban's goal is to steal these elements from other planets, right? Uh-huh. Because this was taken away from her home world. I uh-huh. wish they would have explained that a little bit more, but I guess maybe that happened already in Captain Marvel. I only saw that movie once, so I have forgotten. By the way, what happened? you know, what took place. And I just wish they would have prepared me and said, well, you know what? You may want to watch Captain Marvel in order to, you know, to see the connection to what's going to happen in the second movie. That's all. So,
1: team theorist, hopefully. uh I have a few theories for the future here. And
0: okay. Are we still talking about the movie? We're still jumping talking at- about the
1: movie, okay. but I just like to bring up one theory. Okay. And that is – Jump points aren't just in-universe, they can connect you to completely different multiverses. Mm Because for the nearly 10 years that we've seen jump points all the way back in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in 2014, we've always seen jump points being used to get to other places in the universe. But here, when Darben opens her broken jump point and then it explodes, it, it leads to a completely different universe rather than another point in their universe so how exactly do jump points work like are they portals because i'm starting to think it's not like it's not like how they explain it in a regular time where it's like taking a paper and marking two points and then you fold the paper up so you can walk from point a to point b just like that
2: um it's almost like it's two pieces of paper now where it's yeah. a, there's one over here, one over here, and you put the papers you know together. Yeah. Let's
1: think of it as a web. Maybe there's different points on the web where. Yeah,
2: no, that's a know, better way to visualize. If a
1: part it. is broken, it'll attach itself to another part.
2: And I think maybe it's going to, like, if you go off of that theory, maybe it plays into the end of Loki, too, where he's, like, kind of manipulating, you know, uh, the, the web of the universe, but it's, like, symbolized as a tree now. So, and, like. It's
1: like the tree of life at Asgard.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty much but the tree of time uh, essentially. So right. what
1: do you want to say about Nick Fury, Jared?
2: Um well, okay, yeah. So what was the name of the Nick Fury show? I watched it but I can't remember the name for Secret, invasion. Secret, invasion. Secret yeah. invasion. Um in that show, he was like like w- did that happen right before this movie? Like was in se- like sequentially it was like did that just happen? Because it feels like a very dramatic tone shift for the character. And like, he just got over this thing with his wife. It's like, he doesn't even mention it, bring it up. And I know it was like a secret wife. Like, I get that was the point, but like, you would imagine that given everything that just happened, like there would be a scene with him, like he felt like the com- the comedy relief in this movie and i liked it like i thought his character was good like isolated but like when you refer back to secret invasion you're just like well what what the heck happened you know
1: so i will say secret invasion it feels quite disconnected for the rest of the mcu and by the way i I'm, I'm just wondering how when did nick fury swap out as a scroll
2: Yeah, that's another great Uh, question. Right,
1: because it would have had to have been after Infinity War, right? Because you would think it would be after Infinity War. Because when he dusted, he didn't dust into scroll form before dusting away. He was still human when he got dusted. I'm not sure if that's something scrolls do. Like, if scrolls retain their, uh, if scrolls retain their human form when they get dusted. It's kind of a whole thing
2: I mean you would hope he was actually At Tony Stark's funeral too Like you would hope that the real Nick Fury Would have been there you know
1: Yeah. Here's the part that hurts I'm not even sure Rhodey was at his funeral Cause you know Rhodey he was when we got him out Of the uh, pods in Secret Invasion He's wearing the gown he wore In Civil War So what I'm hoping is that he got Swapped out some point after some point, like after Endgame, like before Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because we see him walking pretty normally there. He doesn't have a cane or any braces. He's not assisted or anything. So well, at
2: the same time, you could like just to play devil's advocate, you could say it's like Tony Stark's like nanotech, like just like on the back of his legs or something. You know, maybe it's at that point in them. MC- but that's just nitpicking again. But yeah, it, that's yeah.
1: that's just kind of me trying to fill in canon.
2: And yeah, also, no, you...
1: You know, in Captain Marvel, when Nick Fury says he doesn't like toast when it's cut diagonally?
0: Yeah. that, uh, but okay.
1: Yeah, I completely forgot about that,
0: too. What does that mean?
1: Well, there's a scene in Age of Ultron, which is in 2015, where he's cutting his toast diagonally before eating it. Okay. So, <laughs> All right. he literally said that he can't. Cut. To- he can't eat toast that's cut diagonally. I'm sure that's just like a nitpicking thing. Maybe that's just like because it was like thirty years between that and Captain Marvel, so he probably grew out of it. I mean that's kind of a childish thing, but yeah. yeah. And one more thing about Nick Fury. He feels like a completely different character in Secret Invasion, you know? In the MCU, he's always been in the know. He's always been the one who's assembling characters. He's been the one behind it all. He's been kind of working around the scenes. He's an expert at faking his own death and going underground. But, like, all of a sudden now, he's he's just out of the loop completely. He's really old. His Eye patch is gone. He's got a blue eye, and he doesn't seem to be able to keep up with anything. And now in the Marvels, he's just completely sprung back and is absolutely taking control of everything. He's back on the spaceship. I I like this next year I I don't even know what Secret Invasion was trying to establish.
0: Yeah, I don't like, know there's a uh, lot yeah.
1: of characters that we didn't know about, but their deaths still somehow hurt. Like Talos, he didn't need to die. I mean. And neither did uh Maria Hill they got they got rid of her in the first episode. we didn't even know who she was. Like I was hoping we could see Fury and Hill working together because we don't know that much about her. but uh that dream ended quickly. Go also, ahead, Taylor's got some character development like right before Gravik said no.
2: Okay, yeah. and yeah. I mean, yeah, I just think like I, I agree. he I liked his character in the movie, like isolated. But in the continuity, it just didn't fit in. And I just thought, like, the tone shift, like, should be noted. You know, like, I thought it was a good discussion point. Right. Well,
0: we don't know for certain. Well, I don't know for certain whether the Marvels is taking place before or after Secret Invasion. It feels like yeah, it's no, happening before because he was on Saber. Right. Um, but it's, it's hard to tell because it ended the series with him. Like you say, he and his wife getting back on Saber but there was no mention of her in the movie. So I don't even know see her. whether, you know, that would have made a good point, you know, to know whether, okay, is this taking place before secret invasion or after, but yeah, you're right. Because it is a totally, so it's two Goose, different Nick Furies.
1: Was Goose like laying eggs or something of the shit?
0: You saw like, the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but- Literally, how did goose lay like forty well, eggs?
0: No, I didn't explain that. That was and that was a plot point, that was a plot device, like you would call it. That was uh for convenience because yeah. we'll talk about the, the, the cats. I later. thought that
1: was hilarious. Yeah. Like I'm just sitting here in the theater laughing my yeah, eyes yeah. out, like yeah. oh my god, man. Yeah.
0: Can we talk Brad. about the uh the entanglement, the power entanglements? You touched on it a little bit, Jared. That uh it, it felt confusing, but you know what? I enjoyed it that part because, yeah, I was trying not to think about it too deeply, but just enjoy the moment. And I liked seeing them, you know, switch, uh, you know, back and forth, and you don't know where one is going to end up. And, um, and I thought the fight scene in the the Khan's home was pretty cool. I, I really enjoyed that. And by the way, I, I enjoyed the Khan family altogether. They were they were awesome. But yeah, I thought
2: it was a good fight scene. I think the Khan family added a ton of, like, you know, personality to the movie. Like, it would have felt like a very generic... Like, it almost, like, it was teetering on, like, generic Marvel movie for a little bit. But, like, the Khan, like, family added, like, so much character to the movie. And, like, I loved Miss Marvel. Like, I didn't love her show, but her in the movie, like, she was one of my favorite characters in the entire thing. I also will say, like... Captain Marvel, like, I used to not be a huge fan of her. Like, for the longest time, I was just like... It feels like she's very, like, um you know, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, I guess... Now, arrogant, for lack of a better word. That's not necessarily the word I'm looking for, but it felt like anytime she was in a scene with the rest of the Avengers, like, she was kind of, like, pompous about it, almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like... I thought in this movie she was a very likable character, and like I said, I love the dynamic between the three of them. Yeah, um, yeah she I had think
0: emotion.
2: It, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're you're right. Yeah, let's talk about the the act the actresses. Yeah, Brie Lawson, she's back. You're right. She felt more comfortable in the role, right? And uh, Tiana Paris, which we know from WandaVision, uh-huh. right? Okay, and then uh, Iman both Iman Valani, you're right, Jared. She is a star in the making. I thought she was the best part of this movie, just seeing her By the
1: way, act
0: as a, a little girl who idolizes this Captain Marvel, this superhero, and this person's right in front of her she can't believe it. And I can imagine me meeting one of my heroes and standing right in front of them and acting the same way. You well, know? I'm so right it, here, Dad. It, it, yeah, right. So, <laughs> so yeah. It, it felt natural. I, I think, you know, like her 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 enthusiasm and her energy all felt natural. Like she wasn't trying too hard to be a likable character. She's just, you know, that, that actress just has it. You know, she she is just very, very talented. By the way, you definitely hope funny. She, she does you know, I hope she's not pigeonholed to just do Marvel films. I think she could do so much more, but she's on her she's on the right track.
1: You remember uh, Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness when they designated the MCU as Earth six one six? Yes. Which was factually yes. incorrect. Even Amon Bellani knows that it's really Earth nineteen ninety nine nine nine. They literally establish it in across the Spider Verse the following year. So I'm not sure what Marvel's telling themselves. I I don't know. Like like <laughs> I'm very confused because the yeah. the wiki says 1999 nine, nine. i know 1999 nine, nine. miguel o'hara knows 1999 nine, nine, nine. i mean uh what how does
2: maybe it's just like uh it? maybe just people interpret the time differently yeah. like how like you know in the real world there's like the mayan calendar and then there's the roman calendar which like we follow like mm-hmm. it's almost like there's just two different ways to tell time maybe yeah
0: do you have any favorite scenes in the movie? Anything that stood out for you that you enjoy? Let's talk about um, your moments.
2: Yeah, uh, like you said, the corridor scene where they're all fighting—I thought that was awesome. I didn't particularly love like the Khan family home fight; it was good. Um, I just like that definitely wasn't my favorite fight in the movie. I think like the corridor scene was like awesome. Um, I love the uh, the uh, what's it called um, with the cats. I thought that was like a very like funny addition to the movie. Um, that was that was hilarious, and uh, I really liked um, the scene in space. Like, I don't know what it was about it, but I was like, when I first like started watching it, I was like, all right, if this movie takes place in space, like, I think I could get behind that because like her in the spacesuit and her floating around, it was very like interstellar esque or like. 2001 a space odyssey or like even star wars like i just like kind of liked how they you know film that space scene so like when that scene came up it wasn't even anything like necessarily important they were just like kind of setting up plot points in the movie but like i enjoyed it i was like like marvel should like Give themselves a round of applause because, like, the way they did that space scene for all their CGI like miscues in the last couple years, like I thought that was awesome. (laughs) I beg your pardon.
1: (laughs) Yelena, remember when Yelena was like, "It's been fun, Natasha," and then broke the helicopter thingy with the with the batons. I mean, I'm just looking at this and I'm like, I could have done this in iMovie with five minutes of
0: time. (laughs) the Black Widow?
1: Yeah, for the Black Widow series.
0: Movie. Okay,
1: movie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. she was she was like, It's been fun, Natasha, and then broke the helicopter that Dracov was in. Can okay. I honestly say Dracov is not a great villain? Okay. Also a very creepy villain.
0: What's your favorite scene in the Marvels? One scene or multiple scenes? What 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 stands out for you?
1: Maybe I think the fight on Aladdin was cool. Okay. Aladdin was a nice planet. But uh I, I, I kinda wish they didn't get their water sucked out. That they're they're probably not alive.
0: Hmm. Okay. But you like uh, by the-, the way,
1: Captain Marvel has the power to literally reignite a sun. Okay. How did she not obliterate Darben within two seconds?
0: Okay. I mean we're asking ourselves questions. There's gonna be a lot of questions. I mean honestly, they can't the have the can't it. have the main character. But my question forward was forward. okay, so your favorite scene was what again?
1: The fight on Alanda.
0: Okay. Anything else, or what is it about that fight? Water. Okay. I like water. Okay. Water is blue. Now, when, water, so, is,
1: so, water is blue. I'm not blue trying to be gray. funny. I, I know. Like I, I saw the
0: movie last week, but so what happened? Is that where uh, Kamala was using her scarf as uh, a yeah weapon? Okay. She used
1: her scarf as right. a belt to oh, right. Okay. Beat yeah. Things. All
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> So you're talking about the musical planet, right? Where yeah. Everyone, okay. Where
1: okay. everybody was musical, right? Okay. Except for that one prince who is bilingual. Yeah.
0: So you you were okay with the the musical number? You know, I thought it was. Cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. But yeah, uh... <laughs>
1: they, they just decided. Why not? Let's do a musical number. Yeah, and you know, yeah, come yeah. on just grooving and moving in the corner. Yeah, uh, and uh yeah. and Monica's like, what is happening?
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah.
1: Carol is just fully in costume dancing with the prince.
0: Right. Yeah. Like she just becomes this princess and all of a sudden she appears in this dress. And, and, and just, then she's I'm, the, and
1: I'm just like oh, the, the wife Lord. of
0: this prince. Like, okay, well, well fake it, wife, it was they're little friends. Wacky. So
1: she did him a favor.
0: Yes, right. Like an something. arranged marriage. Don't see. Again, I don't know what that's about. It was seen. It, it was unusual, a little but it, it stands out um, as a as a as a moment. You know, it, it, it was it was cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. So, couple of couple of points for me. Um. As far as favorite, um, I like seeing the scene where the villain and we're getting towards the end. But you know how the villain was destroyed, right? When she got both of the uh, the bracelets, right? And then she went off into space and she just, you know, this illuminated this purplish color. And it's like she just broke into pieces. I don't yeah, know if you, you remember seen that the part, mirror, right? Yeah. If you
1: see the mirrors die in season six of The Flash, it's just like that. Really? Okay. You know, they kind of crack.
0: Right. And she caused a tear in space, yes. right? And then Monica- and By the way. And Monica had to go out and repair that hole, Right. Uh uh-huh. Okay.
1: And for some reason, couldn't have done it from the other side. Well, but, right. Yeah. That, that's that's explained. Literally. But I, yeah, but
0: I thought that was a really cool scene because we knew that at some point, okay, well, if, once she said that she was going to repair it from the other side, we're not going to know what's going to happen to her. And, and Carol goes out there and tries to save her, and she doesn't make it. You know, I thought it was a very um, emotional scene, and no, I didn't think not that, for long. I, right, I didn't think that Monica was gone, but it was oh, just, of not. yeah, it was just the uh, MCU
1: as a way of kind it was of soft very well characters by, by the actors, know, putting them in the pocket yeah. until they need to pull them out again for secret wars or something. Okay.
2: I think it could have actually been like a meaningful death scene, though, if they would have like actually like took the chance with that. Yeah. Um, I- They do, like Keith said, like they do, like back pocketing uh, a lot of characters so they could use them when they, uh, like, kind of at their leisure. Um, But honestly, like that that scene could have had some gravity to it. No, no pun intended. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah,
0: more, yeah, yeah.
1: I I I just
0: visually, I thought it just looked really good. Yeah, that scene
1: guy was perfect. But I will say, I think it would have been a bit surprising to kill off Monica Rambo so early like if they're having her as a featured character in her, in a film with with the uh, two other people I'd be surprised if they took her out of the story that that quickly like she I was think... introduced like 2 years ago I mean they did it to quicksilver which is all
2: right Okay. I thought like I, I honestly thought it was going to happen and maybe this is me like analyzing it too much but like earlier in the movie when she rejected the Marvel name like Professor Marvel or whatever uh, Kamala Khan said I was like oh maybe that's Marvel's not it like she's not gonna make it through the movie so like let's not even give her like the superhero name and keep it at Monica because like that almost gives more like like uh, like uh, I guess, gravity again but for lack of a better word just like to her actually dying it's like it's monica dying it's not just another hero like we kind of know monica a little bit now especially with the backstory with you know captain marvel being her aunt we saw a little more of that yeah
1: it's like i marvel, like, marvel Monica.
2: like i almost did think she was going to die because of kind of how they set it up i see
1: yeah by the way did you notice Kamala Khan also word vomited the word spectrum <clears throat> into into our uh, list of names? So in the comic books, uh, Monica Rambo's name is actually Spectrum as a superhero. <clears throat> so, mm-hmm.
0: okay. Uh, how about the cats? Let's talk about the the Florkins, <laughs> <clarkens. laughs> that's they're what they're called. Yeah. All right. So, what did you think of the scene where, or we were just talking about the these eggs hatching, and then we suddenly find that there are kittens, right? And what a coincidence because, you know, the ship was in trouble. Saber was in trouble. They were trying to figure out how we're going to get all these people off this ship safely and return them back to Earth. And all of a sudden, transportation just shows up. And it was set
1: up in payoff because if you saw earlier in the movie, uh, Goose, he ate two Kree soldiers. And then when they went back to the con home, he, he spat them out. So Mm -hmm. we know that Uh, Flurkins can eat things without having to necessarily kill them.
2: Uh I thought it was executed very well. Like, I was confused the whole movie. I was like, what are these eggs? Like, what are these? Because maybe I guess I must have, like, missed, like, Goose, like, actually laying an egg. I don't even know if they showed it. But, like, the whole movie, I was like, what are these things? And then when it actually happened, I was like, that is hilarious. Yeah, and like, like you said, the- let
1: the flurkins eat you. Do yeah, not that- run away. I repeat, do not <laughs> run away. Let the flurkins ingest you. Yeah. You will be fine.
2: Yeah, that was like a silly scene. And again, I think it did the movie justice. I thought it like kind of, you know, fit the tone. It wasn't like a serious movie that just like threw in jokes. Like it, it was very like uh self-aware the entire time.
1: Yeah. And Kamala grabbed a cat, starts using it as a turret. Like, I'm sorry. And then starts pointing the cat at people. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, and then you have the song Memories from the musical playing, which made it even funnier. So and I'm okay.
1: like, oh, my lordy right. lord. <laughs> I'm pretty sure some of those were real cats. Like, if you ever played the game Stray, it's a real cat acting as the cat. You know, it's motion captured, which is amazing.
0: Okay. All right, so let's talk about the cameo. We saw Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, so that was a surprise. We yeah, didn't Valkyrie know just kind
1: of showed up and right. said, "Real quick, eh, I'm going to take these people. Alright, right. bye. All right, is and that, she's okay. friends with Captain Marvel.
0: Yeah, they seem to know each other very well.
1: I'm honestly kind of surprised. Yeah. Like uh past Endgame, they never really had the on-screen time together. Well,
0: I think they had a relationship in the comic books. We did didn't they? see it. Yes, I do. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, you could you could check me on that. But yeah, you didn't see it in the films, but they did they do know each other in the comics. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, right. Okay. All right. And then Let's start talking about the the post-credit scene. Yes, and the post-credit scene because this was the best part. (laughs) You know, I'm always excited about what's coming next rather than what's happening now. But I, we got, I got very excited. You got, you know, you jumped out of your seat when you saw what happened. So,
1: Jared, what do you think about it? Like, give us your take on the ending.
2: Which? Um, um, So, I guess let's touch on the first one. Okay. Um. I, I I think we all knew the Young Avengers was coming. You know what I mean? I think we all knew. I think it's an interesting way to go. Like, you could almost have their own, like, you can start doing branching time, like, stories with everybody that, like, have continuity without all leading to the same thing. Like, maybe they can team up here and there, but, like, Marvel's like, very, like, linear. You don't have to have it linear. You could almost, like, do different things. So I think they could do street-level crime now with, like, Spider-Man, Daredevil, Echo, all them, like, everybody who's coming in street level, have them on their own thing. You could do your own thing with, you know, the uh, Fantastic Four when they come in, the own thing with, uh, we'll talk about it, but the X-Men when they come in, and then, like, you know, you you, you don't have to have them all reach a certain thing, like, yeah, it's cool to do that, but you can have little mini meetups along the way, and I still think it would be really cool, so, like I said, I think we all knew it was coming, I thought it was neat, um, I'll be excited to see uh Wanda's kids in it. I know they're going to incorporate them somehow. Yes. Yeah, right. So,
1: and what do you think of the second ending?
2: Um, I, so the CGI, I, as much as I complimented the CGI in this, in this movie, that looked kind of weird to me, maybe because we're used to the practical effects of beast, but like that just like looked almost like in the uncanny Valley. Like it was unsettling. Um, maybe i i don't know i just i thought he looked like kind of weird you know and um <laughs> and uh i think he was the actual actor i think it was kelsey grammer it so, sure like, was it was kelsey grammer yes yeah. yes or right. at
1: least the voice i'm not sure but well, uh, CGI, in the credits yeah, the they, didn't, yeah. they didn't list any uh, stunt doubles so I'm sure it was CGI rather than yeah, the practical It was CGI, play. yes,
0: right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Kelsey Grammer from uh, X Men Three, which I didn't, I only. I think I've only saw that movie uh, saw that movie once, and that was so many years ago, and I forgot Kelsey Grammer was in that. He did yeah. play the post credit yeah. scene.
1: Is a nerd's dream at this okay. point. All right. Well, we Congrats. skipped
0: over. You know, we, I want to go back and talk about the Young Avengers again, right? And no, and 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 talk about <laughs> who we think will be on the team. All Come right. On, so got- let's
1: talk about our
0: lineup. Right. So okay, well let me okay let me do this. <laughs> It's so the Young no, no. Avengers. I want to talk about how it played out. All right, so we're in New York City, right? We see the skyline, New and then York. you know we you just see somebody in the dark, and then you hear the keys you know, in the door, and then you and turn saw around. Lucky. And I and Lucky. Lucky oh, the saw dog. The, okay, you, know, you the pizza Lucky so I, love you, the pizza the pizza I love the
1: pizza dog. They should make merch for the pizza dog. Okay,
0: so you recognize the dog before you knew yeah, it, it was Kate Yeah, because
1: the, the, the point is he has one eye, ah, and he loves okay. pizza, so All right. pizza so, dog.
0: Okay, so you were- you probably knew it was Kate Bishop before I did.
1: A little of, bit, yeah. I had a suspicion, and I mean, I, we don't really have any other MC characters that have dogs.
0: Yeah, and I like how they're harking back to Nick Fury.
1: Yeah, Miss Marvel's is Nick Fury. Yes,
0: right. Recruiting Tony Stark in the in the first movie and saying, "Well, you think you're the only one? You know, I want to, you know, put a new team together." And there we are. All right, so we know we got Kamal mm-hmm. Khan. We got Kate Bishop. Who else do you think will be on it? Billy, you said Billy and- and, um, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. Wicked and Speed. Wicked and And Speed. And we have
1: Eli Bradley as Patriot. I'll just list where they were on. Yeah, young
2: Ant-Man or whatever.
1: Kamala Khan from Miss Marvel. Kate Bishop from Hawkeye. Billy and Tommy from WandaVision. Yes. Eli Bradley from um,
2: Falcon Falcon of the Winter Soldier. Soldier. America
1: Chavez from- uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Cassie Lang from Quantumania. Stature. Kid, yeah, Stature. Kid Loki and Iron Lad. Now, this we is- don't know about them, but they were in the original issue That's in uh, 2005. Yes. And we also have Scar, who was introduced after She-Hulk. He felt very inserted, like while She-Hulk was going on, Hulk was just kind of having a World War Hulk event or something.
2: Yeah, I hope so- they do touch on that.
0: So what about that lineup, Jar? What do you think about those? I
2: think you guys hit every character, and I think like if they really want to, they could do like a whole, like I said, like a whole separate MCU with these young characters, and like bring them into the other movies when you need to, and like I think it would be really cool. Awesome. Huh.
0: Okay.
2: You know I am so sorry. I have to go really quick, but I'll be back in about a minute. Oh yeah,
0: right. sure, no problem. Yeah, no okay. problem. that's fine. All right, and then all right. So let's go I back. A,
1: well, I'll wait for Jared to start mm-hmm. talking about my theories because I want to hear this. But I'm, I'm just kind of thinking here, what what in-universe would be Monica's name? Like, Would it be Spectrum? Because the movie's called The Marvels. Yeah. So she'd probably have something related to Marvel. Professor Marvel sounds a little wonky because she's not really a professor.
0: Well, um, the only thing I can say about that is... Um, uh, Monica Rambeau was a part of Secret Wars back in the nineteen eighties. That nineteen eighty five. Yeah, she went post- by
1: Spectrum, right? right?
0: So I'm thinking maybe that's what she'll be. Uh huh. Spectrum, right? And now that we're talking about the uh, post credit scenes, all right, so right, so we have Kelsey Grammer playing the Beast. So I we know we're back in the X Men world,
1: Earth X two.
0: Okay, all right, and then so, yeah,
1: let's uh let's wait for Jared real quick.
0: Okay, see, so, all right. So while we're waiting waiting for Jared, okay, let's see if we have any comments. All right. All right.
1: Alex, council member, it could be Spectrum or Photon. Photon Photon is one of her comic names. Good
2: point. Right. Okay. Yes, that's
1: true. Jared, the goat is back.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry about that, guys. I let somebody in. That's fine.
1: Now I can start talking about my theories.
2: Okay,
0: go ahead. So, Are we done talking about the post credit scene, or is that a part of the Uh, Yeah, the it's things? a part of
1: this. So okay. I'd like to close that chapter. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put that book down for a moment. I'll get back to reading it, but right now I'm going to need a snack while I read. So let's talk about Deadpool 3.
0: Okay, let's go.
1: What?
2: Oh, okay, I'm, I'm good with 3. that.
1: There have been early shots released, and this was a while back. And one of those shots is Deadpool and Wolverine fighting around a 20th Century Fox side. So what? My, really? Yeah, literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he's... 20th Century Fox is kind of promoting themselves. Yeah. So I believe maybe Deadpool and Wolverine are going to gather up the Fox universe, and I'm going to call that Earth X One because I'm not sure if the movie, if the sh- part we saw in the post credits and the stuff we've seen in the past movies are connected. So I'll call that Earth X One, X for X Men, one for the first X Men Earth. And we also see Kelsey Grammer return in The Role of Beast. He name-drops Charles Xavier, which is surprising. And Binary worked with X-Men in the comics. Carol Danvers was the original Binary, and she worked with the X-Men in issue 164 back in 1982. And in an alternate universe, Maria Rambo is the Binary. So the universe we see at the end of the Marvels, Earth-X2, has some characters that are familiar to us. And my ne- my next theory, Earth nineteen ninety nine 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 is an anomaly because we've seen two other versions of Maria Rambeau off of the original timeline, and in both of those versions, she not only has powers but is alive. So what I'm believing is that maybe Monica doesn't always get powers. I'm sure Monica's alive in those timelines because she she wouldn't she wouldn't be old. She'd be like. The Same age she is now, just without powers, but um, maybe there's an anomaly there because we've seen two other versions of her. Like I said, let me flip my notes. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, well, so well, finish up what you have, and yeah. then we'll.
1: I'm thinking maybe this was this felt very No Way Home esque, you know, the, the, the weird purple cracks thingies that are leading to other universes some sort of universe meld and like my theory about jump points, I'm wondering if jump points can just lead you to other universes or if there are certain universes that are universes universes that are tied via jump points like maybe maybe when Loki was you know grabbing branches he linked a few branches so that if jump points are opened in a certain unstable way they can be gateways to another universe.
0: Jared, thoughts? Any thoughts? Any thoughts on these theories, Jared?
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like actually the last time I was on the show, I, I kind of gave like my expectations for Deadpool 3, but then the writer strike happened. So like here we are again, you know, talking about it with the same information we had however long ago, besides that week, uh, you know, uh studio photo. Um But like Keith said, I do think uh, the X-Men are going to play a role in it. Like it's a Deadpool Wolverine team-up movie. And uh, I actually think I said this last time I was on the show, but Keith kind of just reminded me. What if like Owen Wilson's character in um, Loki like ends up having like a buddy cop movie with like, You know, Deadpool, and, like, we're only seeing just, like, one scene with Hugh Jackman. Like, maybe he's in the latter half of the movie, but, like, what if it's a buddy cop movie with Owen Wilson and Ryan Reynolds? Like, I think that would be hilarious. Could you
1: do me a favor? I want you to go to Google and look up Mobius M. Mobius because I looked him up. It credits Owen Wilson for playing Mobius in Deadpool 3. I I got the Google receipts. I got the screenshot to prove it. It literally credits Owen Wilson for playing Mobius in Deadpool 3 and in Loki, but he's not in Deadpool 3, and they wouldn't credit him for playing a character not in a movie, and it would make sense because Deadpool will probably be joking around with the timeline. I mean, for what I've heard of the ending of Deadpool 3, he went around and made a whole lot of changes, so...
2: Well, like, what if Owen Wilson, too, just, like, kind of recruits him? And he's like, he's like, I got a job you can't turn down. And Deadpool's like, you know, the, I, I told you last time was the last time. And, like, something like that. You know, like, they kind of do a parody of those, like, you know, one more job and I'm out yeah. type movies. Like, I think that would be really funny. i sure Deadpool but... will
1: look at him and be like, oh, I'm sorry, I... I thought I told you to go buzz off, you know, go back to your little TVA job with your buddy Loki. Don't bring it to me again. But, how much does this job pay? Like That would be hilarious. Also, there's a run in the comics where Deadpool uh, he doesn't get his hot dog order right, so he decides to eradicate the entire universe for funsies. So, uh,
2: Yep, I know what story you're talking about. I
1: hope they don't do that.
2: And when they, when they did, when they redid Secret Wars recently in the comics, Deadpool is the one who shows up at the Secret Wars, grabs the symbiote sword, and like ends the war because he like basically controls the symbiotes. And like in both of the Secret Wars runs, the symbiote is like a key factor. Didn't so I'm thinking like, Null? okay, so yeah, well, it gives him the powers of Null. Which is like we've seen. Like I think was that the sword that what's his uh, Christian Bale was wielding in Thor? Was it, the, was it the was it the the Symbiote sword? I think the Necro sword and the Symbiote sword are like one the and the end same. The new so like, yeah, something like that where they could do it. But in the second run, Deadpool shows up and basically ends the war with the the Symbiote sword. So like, what if this is Marvel's way to? they're really going to go all out. They're going to bring in all those characters from Alex. those 2000 Marvel movies, you know, like the the original, uh, what's his name? Eric Banner's Incredible Hulk, you know, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. Jennifer Garner's Elektra.
0: Um, yeah, she'll be back.
2: Jennifer Garner's Elektra, you know, maybe Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Like, you bring all these people in and you could basically, like, have Deadpool, you know, bring in the X-Men from Fox bring in these people from this and like have Deadpool be the hero of secret wars. Like it would just be like, very like it wouldn't, people wouldn't expect it. You know know
1: what I would enjoy? Maybe Deadpool will be like the vessel to bring in other characters. Like maybe Mm -hmm. Deadpool will be the one to take all the X-Men and take all the characters that you listed, like your theory and then bring them into the MCU. I mean, I brought some friends with me And then assembled the X-Men That would be awesome Also in the comics he's like buddy buddy With Spider-Man Oh my god Alex Matthew McFadden will portray TVA agent Paradox in the 2023 MCU film Deadpool 3 A continuation of 20th Century Fox X-Men film series Who's nicknamed Bob By Deadpool
0: Okay I don't know. Is that is that true? Is that My we,
1: ally Google will, uh, will okay. verify for me, but I trust you.
0: Paradox. Okay, we'll look that up, Alex. We don't know. I, this is the first time I'm hearing that. Breaking news from Alex. All right. The round table has spoken. Uh, one thing I want to say um, in regards to uh, Binary, um, Lashana Lynch is a fantastic actress. Uh, I am so glad they were able to bring her back. She played Maria Rambo in Captain Marvel. Now she's playing Binary. I guess, the, like you said, the new Captain Marvel of this uh, X-Men universe that she is a part of. So it was great to see her back. So wonderful. All right. Um, so while you're, are you rehear- uh, researching? Yep. Okay. While you're doing that, two trailers dropped yesterday. We don't have to go too deep into them, but uh, into them. But one of them was What If Season 2, which nine episodes are going to be dropping starting December 22nd. Um, and one episode each day for the next nine days, which is interesting. And then we have Madam Webb that's coming in 2024. So, Jared, do you have any thoughts on what if season two and
2: Madam Webb? Yeah, I mean, what if season two? I guess let's go one at a time just so, like, you know, we can kind of keep them separate because I feel like I'm going to keep bouncing between them. Um, I think that what if season two? I think that the happy episode you specifically i hold on okay what um, are you sorry my bad no you're okay it's not a big deal um i think what if season two like uh maybe like the happy episode could be like a christmas special well it's going to be a christmas special but i think it has the potential to be like one of those things that families watch together every christmas like i think they could make it that good just because of how good the what ifs have been like in general. Um, I think there's a lot of cool episodes. I think they're going to bring back the Avengers and like the culmination episode with um, uh, Supreme strange and stuff. I'm excited for that episode. I think there's going to be a lot of cool stuff. Uh, We touched on it earlier or before the podcast, when we were just chatting, Um, the 10 rings are back. We haven't heard anything about them in however long. So, you know, I'm excited to just, like, get all the stories that we've kind of been waiting for, at least, like, for Marvel to acknowledge them, you know?
1: Maybe we'll see Zhao Ling again. That's uh, Shang-Chi's brother and sister. Because she she was, like, at the end credit scene, rolling over the Ten Rings in the MCU. Kind of. Shang-Chi had the Ten Rings. She was just taking her father's place or something. Uh, Maybe we'll see her again.
0: All right. Okay.
1: Hopefully Shang-Chi.
0: Madame Webb. Released by Sony, right? So we know. And there's supposed yeah. to be a
1: Spider-Man Noir thing, thing of a bobber, also. All
0: right. What did you think? Of, you saw the trailer. What did you think of Madame yes. Web?
1: I am excited.
0: Okay. And you recognize some of these characters or who they will? I saw become. Julia
1: Carpenter mm-hmm. and Ezekiel Sims. Okay. I'm pretty sure Ezekiel Sims is like some sort of bounty hunter or something, and Julia Carpenter is the first Spider Woman. Interesting. Which okay. will
2: make her the first spider woman that we've seen in the MCU. Yeah. So I know Julia Carpenter, I was telling you guys before the show, Julia Carpenter in the comics is um, the first spider woman. Mm-hmm. And her suit is what inspires the classic symbiote suit too. She had like the original, you know, black and blue kind of uh, you know, suit with the white spider across. And it's, directly inspires Peter symbiote suit, like initially, like in the comics, you know, at secret wars, actually that we were just talking about it. Um, and Ezekiel Sims, he is in the comics. He's a multi multiversal, like Keith said, assassin, but in the comics, he hunts down Spider-Man and then he like links up with the Spider-Man and like, kind of like directs him on how to avoid like the other versions of him. So like, it kind of plays into the Madam web thing. And maybe Madam web, you know, will like connect to like Andrew Garfield's universe. And maybe that was the thing that was like shooting up in the sky. Regardless, I'm getting ahead of myself. I think the movie is going to be like delightful. Like I was very skeptical here in like Madam web. Like I wa I grew up watching the 90s Spider-Man show and Madam webs at like the very end of it. And like, doesn't really play a big role. She's just kind of like some old lady who like tells you what's going on with the she multiverse plays a big and like role of the comics, I don't know because
1: she's like kind of holding the Spider Verse together.
2: But even then, she's just like kind of like an auxiliary character compared to like the rest of the cast. Like I watched a video recently where they're talking about how like Sony like wants Spider Man so bad like as their property, like they want to profit off it as much as they want that like. It's almost like they're just creating stories about characters who, like, you can't do justice without, you know, including Spider-Man. So, like, yeah, I am excited for this movie. I think it has a lot of potential. And if it's Ezekiel Sims is, like, the impromptu Spider-Man in this universe, I think that would be awesome. Um, but I am excited for it. It looks great. And I think I'm very curious to what they're going to do with it. Well, you're right
0: about Sony because I believe that – they are contracted to continue to create Spider Man content. And if they don't, after a certain time, they lose the rights to the character. So that's the reason why you're seeing Madame Webb and Craven the Hunter and all these other side characters. They're directly related to Spider Man, but I you know at some point Spider Man will return, mm-hmm. but they have to continue to make these films in order to keep the rights.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm also kind of sure that they're making this because the the MCU didn't come up with Madame Web. Sony did. So do they get to keep those characters, or is that part of the deal that they got to hand them over? Uh, Well, I
0: mean, it's a complicated deal. I don't know. And I'm I'm hearing too that Kevin Feige might be involved in Madame Web somehow as a producer. Maybe I don't know if that's true or not.
1: I really hope Sony and Disney can reach an agreement again. Yeah. And honestly, um. Like, I don't really know
0: anymore. Was this something that you wanted to show us on the screen? What was that?
1: Oh, it was just a Google listing. Jared, you're back.
0: Okay. Did we lose Jared? Oh, okay. All okay. right. Okay. No, that's all right. Um,
1: oh, it's Phantom Jared.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. So, any final words You know, before we go? Anything else we want to say about the Marvels? Jared, anything?
2: Um. You know... If Marvel can kind of keep the momentum going, a lot of people are saying it's like dead right now. A lot of people are saying it's, you know, just like focusing on the shows. Um, I think if they can kind of just, you know, go with what they're doing, I think they can kind of fix the problem in Marvel right now. So I'm excited to see what they do next. I enjoyed the movie, it was a pleasant surprise. And uh, yeah.
0: All right. Any final words? Marvels?
1: Uh, I think I'm good.
0: Okay, you think you're good. All right. So, all right, great. Um, So that is it. That is our spoiler review of the Marvels and some other things that are coming up for, for Marvel. So we, we got a lot to talk about, you know. So we're going to be switching back to Star Wars next week, right? We're going to talk about Asajj Ventress and this book called Dark Disciple. If you read it, great. We're going to talk about this in depth, all right? But Jared, thank you so much for being on, on the podcast. Once again, it's always a pleasure. You, you, you have a, a lot know. of knowledge of, of, of Star Wars and Marvel. So we're always honored to have you on the, on the podcast. Where can people find you?
2: Um, you know, I have my Twitter and my Instagram, feel free to follow me. I'm not really putting out content or anything. I'm just happy to be on the show and talk about the things I love. Um, but that's uh, at JJ Skids, S-K-I-D-D-S, letter J, letter J. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's where you can find me. Uh, I, it, I'm Again, I'm happy to be on. I, I love you guys. You know, I love all the content you put out. So, you know, it's just awesome being here.
0: Thank you.
1: Jared, I think you time-slipped for a second
0: there. <laughs> it looked like a time-slipping. Can you still hear us?
2: Yeah, oh. no, absolutely. Oh, oh you can? Oh.
0: Okay, all right. Keith, where can you people... know, that
1: would be fun. Just like if you're at a business call and somebody says, Can you still hear me? Just stand still as a board
0: <laughs> right. and then
1: say, Yes, I can hear you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where can people find us?
1: You can find us wherever you get your podcast. I forgot
0: what I was going to say. Yeah, ah! the usual.
1: Socials are Facebook, Twitter, yeah. and Instagram at Galaxy. website Galaxy.com. Check out our merch store, FathersandGalaxy.myspreadshop.com. Please donate to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash galaxy. I got my Marvel shirt on, you know. I don't know why I mentioned that, but it, but it has Captain Marvel, like, I can't, I can't, it's a mirror. It's like right, right, right there. Yeah, right there.
0: All right. So thank you, everyone, whether you're listening to us, watching us on YouTube or on Instagram. We really appreciate it. We thank you for your support. Uh, So we will be back next week. Okay, All right. Thank you so much. So until next time, take care and we will see you again.